We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Esther Greenwood, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. When we come into the house of God every Sunday, uh, that we don't come in as people who are spectators of what's going on on stage. But, uh, you know, I pray and I really, cha- I really do challenge you as the house of God, as the family of God, um, that we should be the most encouraging people on the face of the planet. Uh, we should have encouragement on the tip of our tongues all the time. I really do pray that when you walk into church on a Sunday morning, uh, that you are looking, that your encouragement has a target for someone. And wouldn't that be phenomenal if people came into church every Sunday and just knew someone was thinking about me this morning? I'm going to be encouraged. But even if I'm not encouraged, I've got encouragement for other people. Imagine, imagine how this place would become a magnet because of kindness and generosity of spirit. And I think it's so important to remember that we're not um, a, a machine of an organization. We're a family. We're a body that we're not alone, that we're connected, that we're together. Um, and, and so I really wanted to do that. And you know what will also happen is next week when you come to church, when you come to church next week, because uh, we come to church regularly, when we come to church next week and you walk in, and perhaps you didn't know the person that you encouraged, perhaps you did, but when you walk in and when you see that person, you will have an undeniable connection with them. You will look at that person and you will think, that person's on my side. Oh, hi, how's it going? You only meet each other maybe for a couple of minutes in this service, but you will have formed a connection, a positive one. And that's really important also for your, your soul, your heart. And so I just really love that we exercise also because you have to die to yourself a little bit. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on the slight introverted scale. And so, you know, say hi to someone you didn't come with. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Look, turn in your Bibles to Acts in chapter 16. I'm really, I'm really glad that Pastor Wills uh, mentioned, and look, it's really hard not to mention praise when we're in church, uh, because especially in Equippers Church, we love praise. We absolutely love it. Um, And I've had the privilege to do a little bit of traveling um, and visiting different churches um, and uh, around the world as as well as in New Zealand. And I remember the first time I went to the States um, and it was phenomenal. I was as tourist as you could get um, and I loved it. Uh, But I remember going to church on Sunday and walking in and I was so excited and I introduced myself to a lot of people. But the introduction was... uh, it got a little bit arduous, um, and that's because I would introduce myself, and I would say, hi, hi, I'm Esther, and they would say, hi, Esther, Esther, and I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I know I'm speaking English, and I know you speak American, like, I'm, I'm sure this should, and I was like, yes, Esther, my name is Esther, and they were like, oh, Esther? Uh, and so I quickly realized that they couldn't quite understand me. And so uh, instead of having to, you know, um, teach them how to speak English properly, um, what I did was I just, I changed my accent a little bit. So when I would introduce myself to the next person, I would say, hello, my name is Esther. 
And they'll be like, oh, hey, Esther, nice to meet you. I'm like, it's very good to meet you. Uh, and it, so it was quite hilarious. And so we would, I would have to do that all the time. Otherwise, they'd call me Esther or Easter, um, you know, and that will bring back memories of my childhood and bullying. So I'm just, I'm, that was just, I'm just kidding, guys. It's fine. The Lord has done a work in me. <laughs> you guys are too much fun. Anyway. The reason that I tell this story is that praise, um, uh, praise has an accent. And it's important that we understand. And this is why singing, uh, and, and you, when we're talking about praise, it can include singing, but singing isn't exclusively praise. And I think sometimes we say the words, but we have the wrong accent. And so sometimes, because the Word of God says that we come into His presence with thanksgiving, we come into His courts with praise, I think sometimes we say the words of praise, but we don't have the accent of heaven. And so heaven's like, I'm sorry, what, did you, what was that? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can, I, can, I can hear some words, but it sounds a little bit like doubt. But it just sounds a little bit like insecurity. It just it sounds, it's, it just resembles fear, that accent. But praise has an accent of faith. And so that's, that's why sometimes when the worship leader stands up here and is like, come on, let's dance that way, everybody. That's why we all die a little bit on the inside. That's why. One, because some of us aren't that coordinated. <laughs> <laughs> Nervous laughter. Don't point at people, guys. Come on now, you're gonna undo the encouragement. But we die a little bit on the inside because praise is a little bit hard because faith isn't necessarily the default accent in our life. And praise, the accent of faith when we're praising God is something that we need to learn. And that's why we come to church on Sunday. One of the reasons why we gather corporately and why there's a whole band up here and there's music and someone, come on, clap your hands. Come on, lift them up. Because they're teaching you the accent of faith to go along with the words so that when you leave this place, you can actually enter in. Some people try and enter in with the words of praise, but because there's no accent, just can't get through. Just there's no breakthrough. There's no freedom. There's no peace. There's no, oh yeah, I know God is good because the accent is off a little bit. And so praise for me, I'm going to talk a little bit about praise this morning. Um, praise for me has been absolutely key. Um, it's been so key in, in my life. I, I met Jesus when I was 14 years old. Um, and I'm, I think I'm 31. I can't remember. I told someone the other day, they said, how old are you? I told them I was 19. And then I was like, oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm 31. Um, I, I think at 19, I stopped counting. So, yeah, anyway, so I'm older now. Um, and from the time I was 14 until now, 31, I've been learning this accent of praise. And what I love, what I love is, you know, anyone coming to Shout Conference in July? Oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, you have to come. It's going to be incredible. Anyway, um, go to the info desk after church for more information. Uh, <laughs> uh, the theme, the theme for our conference in July is suddenly. 
you know, suddenly like a mighty rushing wind. Um, and I am so excited for it because I love suddenlies, mainly because I'm super impatient. It's like, just do it now, God, quickly. I love suddenlies. And uh, one of the things that the Holy Spirit has been teaching us and teaching me is that uh, suddenlies don't necessarily just happen all the time, but they do happen after we do a lot of immediatelys. So we do what's immediately in front of us, day to day to day, and then all of a sudden God moves. But sometimes we expect the suddenly without doing what's immediately in front of us. Sometimes we expect the breakthrough without, without learning the accent of faith and, and speaking the language of praise very fluently. And what I love is that praise is a catalyst for the suddenly. I just think, I think we should, praise is a catalyst for the suddenly. Anyone did? Perform chemistry? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyone do it but didn't listen? Yeah, more people put their hands up. Great. Uh, so I'm just going to talk quickly about what a catalyst is. And when I say talk, I mean I'm going to read you the Google definition. So Google says that a catalyst is a substance that speeds up a chemical reaction. A catalyst is not consumed by the reaction, but what it does is at the end of the reaction, it speeds up and lowers the energy barrier. Translation is this. When a a chemical reaction occurs, when there's a transformation, right? So perhaps two chemicals come together to make a new chemical, um, a, a new molecule. They come together and they form something new. It requires a certain amount of energy. And what that is called is the energy barrier. Now, what happens to speed up the transformation, what you can do is add a catalyst into the reaction. When you add a catalyst into the reaction, it doesn't necessarily speed up the process. What it does is it lowers the energy barrier. How great is that? It doesn't speed up the process, but it lowers your energy barrier. How many people just exhausted? just weary. And then how many, come on, you know those stories. I was praying for 10 years for my miracle. And I, and I listen to those stories and think, like that mountain, I'm exhausted by that. You know, Lord, help me pray for 10 minutes. I'm kidding, guys, come on. <laughs> what kind of pastor are you? And that's what I love about praise is that it lowers this energy barrier. And so what happens when we insert praise into whatever struggle, into whatever situation, into whatever space that we need breakthrough, it doesn't necessarily speed up, but you begin to feel the grace of God. You begin to feel a peace. You begin to feel a flow. And that which used to exhaust you, depress you, worry you, give you anxiety, it doesn't take away from your energy anymore, but it lowers, your, it, it lowers the requirement of energy that it takes to just get up, that it takes to just parent, that it takes to just turn up to school, that it takes to just go to work every day on that grind again. And so that's why for me, praise has been so, so key. Because in the breakthroughs of my life, it's not like necessarily they've been super quick, but it means I can walk through life with peace, with grace, with an ease. It means that while I'm struggling, I can still love other people. 
It means that while I'm challenged and while I'm going through a hard time, I can still look up and go to church and encourage someone else. And, and it can be a truthful statement rather than, you know, made up. So anyway, uh, Acts chapter 16, I said that like 10 minutes ago. So we're going to Acts in chapter 16. And this is a story that most people, if you've been, you know, in church for a while, will be quite familiar. And this is Paul and Silas when they were in the prison. And they got thrown in prison. And we're starting from verse 25. Well, let's start from verse 22, because that's more fun. It says that, look, they were just hanging out, doing their thing. Um, And they were, you know, preaching the Word of God. And then verse 22 says this, A mob quickly formed around Paul and Silas and the city officials, ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. Anyone been through that lately? Anyone? Nope. Anyone had a mob quickly form around you while you were encouraging someone in church? Did they, did they drag you away, strip you naked, beat you, then throw you in jail? Pro- probably not. Um, if there is someone here, I'm really sorry for my insensitivity. But I think for most of us, we haven't gone through a hardship like that. Uh, an injustice like that. Um, but Paul and Silas did, you know, like, oh, there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> Life is so hard. <laughs> you know, first world problems. Uh, the car is up for its warrant again. How does this happen every year? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, Auckland, it's raining. Oh, sunny. It's raining, you know. Probably here, it's freezing. Um, and then there are, there are other hardships that are not, you know, so first world. There are the financial ones. There are the emotional ones. There are relational hardships that we go through. And uh, here we see that Paul and Silas went through this particular injustice and this challenge this hardship while serving God. Anyone just while serving God and then you get sideswiped by a challenge. What on their way to on a mission of God and then side like what what on earth? I was doing what you asked me to do, God. I was doing the church thing. I was connecting with people. I even did the encouragement thing in the morning, God. You know how I don't like that stuff. I, and then look, and then this challenge comes, and it out of nowhere. But here, in in, in verse twenty five, they're they're in prison, and it says around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other people were listening. I don't know what you would have been doing at midnight. At midnight, most days I'm sleeping. Perhaps if I had been in such pain like these guys, I wouldn't have been sleeping. But praising was probably not my first go-to. Not if I was going to be them. But here's the thing that I find interesting, is it says, it says in verse 25, 
that they were singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. The other, the other prisoners were listening. I, I wonder if the praise is loud enough in our life that people can hear it. Because I think that's really important. That the praise in our life, God, you are God. It needs to be loud enough so people can hear. If people listened to your life, what would they hear? If people listened to your life in a struggle, what would they hear? Paul and Silas are in this prison. I don't know how the conversation went. Bro, this sucks. Yeah, it does. What shall we do? We want to sing some songs? Suppose so. And they start singing. I think it's really important that we have friends who know how to praise with us in a prison. I, th- I think that's important. I have friends who taught me how to do that. Because sister's dramatic, as you can tell. I, when I go through hard times, I can get very dramatic, throw a tantrum, all of that. But I thank God for the house of God and for the community of God. And I thank God for every Sunday and every Friday that I was at youth and every small group that I was in that taught me when you're in the prison, you praise. When you're in the struggle, you praise. When life feels like it's closing in on you and there's no room to move, metaphorically, of course. Don't, don't just step, come on, praise and praise loud. If there's any reason to praise loud, now would be the time. Um, you know, again, uh, you can tell I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit geeky with the information and the science stuff. So we're going to go science again for form, this time physics. Um, anyone? Physics? Yeah. Oh, so much excitement. Sister, you did chemistry and physics. You're amazing. Clever girl. So I remember doing physics and I remember learning. Uh, and we, we, we must understand God is like this. God is incredibly awesome. And for every spiritual truth, we will find a physical parallel. This is why I'm using physical parallels because it helps us to understand, helps us to understand how He formed us, how He designed the world, how things actually really work. And so here we go in physics. Uh, do you, I think you will remember this, that when uh, in, in physics you have convex and concave lenses, right? Yeah, yeah. So just they're just round ones. Um, they, uh, they're kind of like that or they like that or the other way around, like that. There we go. <laughs> and so what I love is that for our eye, right, think about your eye, the lens is what? Let's just call it round. But because it's not straight, because it's not a straight lens, because it's round, what happens is it plays with the light. So the raw image that your eye takes in from the world that you see, the light hits an object, and then that object that it reflects into your eye, the raw image that is taken in because of the shape of the lens of our eye, it actually goes into our brain completely upside down. But that's the effect of that shaped lens. It goes into our brain completely upside down. But our brain has all these lines of coding that ensures that we don't freak out that the world is upside down. And it recodes everything so that when our brain processes it, it switches it the right way up. This is why the Word of God says we don't walk 
we walk by faith and not by? Because what we take in with our naked eye, that's not the truth. What comes in, that's not the truth. Why could they sing in that prison? We may be in the prison. This is the reality of the situation, but it's not the truth. This is the reality of what's going on, what's going in from what I can see. It's crazy. How am I here? I was serving God. This is completely unfair. This is unjust. I didn't deserve this. But as it goes in, we, we don't walk. We, sometimes we just need to close our eyes. I walk by faith, by faith, by faith, and not by sight. Also, uh, you know, the. does everyone know where we get our balance from in our body? I can't hear if you said yes or ears. It's correct, it's ears. <laughs> it's in between our ears. Now, if evolution really was correct, uh, when we would have evolved from animals or whatever, our balance center wouldn't have evolved in between our ears. Why? It's kind of a silly place. Uh, what? Because like this. Off balance, right? It makes more sense for our, our, the center of ourselves to be literally the balance center here or in between our shoulder blades because there's little movement. We can move around, but we can still keep balance. But our balance center is in our ears. So when we're talking about a spiritual principle, faith comes by what? Hearing. hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. That's why it's so important that your praise needs to be heard. Because your praise, but there's someone hears it. Someone hears it and it goes into the balance centre of their lives and it recalibrates and it realigns. That's why the music is loud. <laughs> That's why we jump up and down. It's not because we're fitness freaks. I'm certainly not. <laughs> it's not, but because jumping is a statement when I am depressed. Because yelling and shouting, it is saying I'm not taking in with what I see, with, but I can hear God, this is how we party. This is how I live my life when I'm going through a hard time. That's an accent of faith. I'm not denying what's going on, but I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith and my faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But this is also why gossip and discouragement is so deadly because it goes into our ears and it affects the balance center of our lives. It's why we can't talk about each other like that. It's why we can't divide. It's why we must love, why we've got to be kind. It's why we've got to be fierce with connection because there's so much that would divide us. There's so much that would pull us apart and then would say we're alone. We're isolated. We're not going to make it. You're not good enough. And all these things are being right into the balance center. But that's why I love church. Because sometimes when I don't have the language and I've forgotten the accent, I come in and Pastor Wills reminds me again that we gather together. He reminds me, this is the reason why in church we pray for each other. It's not just because it's a nice thing to do, but everything about it is reminding you you're not alone is reminding you, you've got a community of people with you, is reminding you God is good. That's why we've got to have encouragement. You guys get it, right? I'm so excited. Good times. Pastor Wills, I don't know how much time I have. Okay. 
he gave me the nod, which says, go as long as you want. But remember, it's close to lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Okay, cool. All right, we're, good. we're going to move on to the second verse. All right. And the other prisoners were listening. Oh, praise. Suddenly. Someone say suddenly. Suddenly. Come on, who knows it's not so suddenly if you're sitting in a prison and singing at midnight. Right? They were singing for a long time. They, but what else could they do? Nothing but what's immediately in front of me. I, I'm, I'm just going to sing. Okay, so suddenly, 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 there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. Oh, and the prison, the prison was shaken to its foundations. Sometimes we just got praise that plays with the symptoms of sin and not the foundations of it. Right? But praise with that faith, man, it shakes the foundations of the prison. Right? Oh, come on. I'm excited. All right. Um, And the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. And uh, um, I, just sitting in worship as we uh, came in, um, I really felt the Holy Spirit say this. I felt the Holy Spirit say that some people here are experiencing a season of a kind of prison of limitation, of feeling locked up. And uh, the enemy has accused you of doing something wrong. The enemy has accused you of mistakes or your past or has accused you with lies and has said, well, that's what happens when you do this and this and this. But I really felt the Holy Spirit say that there is a greater purpose in the prison. Paul and Silas were serving God and they got thrown into a prison. And when they praised, the other prisoners heard and then there was an earthquake. Their praise set off an earthquake that opened the prison doors for everyone. But perhaps God has allowed for you to be in a kind of prison because your praise there will bring freedom to others. There's purpose in the prison. You get it. He gets it. I can't, I won't stop. I won't carry on. There's purpose. I I pray we would be the kind of people who so know praise that when we sit in a prison, we don't waste our prison with complaining. Don't waste it. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying that that prison was easy. They were naked, they were beaten, it was unjust. I'm not at all trying to diminish the prison. I'm just saying don't waste the space with complaining. And I don't say that lightly. I shared the story with the um, girls at Equip Her, and I I'll share it again with you this morning. Um, at the at the very end of last year, my husband oh my husband Ben he sends his love everyone, especially to you Ryan. He sends his love. Um, he likes Ryan very much. But he says hi. He's back home in, in Auckland and having a good time at our, our church back home. Anyway, uh, we just before going overseas in November, 
we found out that we were pregnant, which is really, really exciting for my mum. Um, <laughs> she was really happy. Mum's desperate for grandkids. And, um, and we were excited as well. I've, I've not really been the kind of girl to really wish for kids or wish for a family. Um, I definitely am the kind of girl that says, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm so content and I'm so happy, God, and I'm so blessed in my life. And uh, we found out that we were pregnant and we were so excited. And uh, then we were off traveling. Uh, We were to the States and then to London and then back to the States again for ministry. Uh, We were doing, I was doing a few conferences and church and we were also doing a schools tour in between. So it was a busy time. Uh, We had asked people and uh, because I knew um, the risks involved and we had I told our close friends and we'd, we'd asked them to pray with us pray with us and I told my, my parents and I said please pray with us as we go and so we were in London at the time doing uh, a week of schools and it was phenomenal and God was doing miracles and we could see Him moving in a secular environment and we had felt so privileged and we continue to feel so privileged to have been a part of it all and then on Wednesday, on a Wednesday, after our last schools, we got back to our hotel and I had realised that I had started bleeding. And by Thursday midday, I had had a miscarriage at 11 weeks and it shattered my world. First of all, because I didn't even ask for this kid. I did not ask to be pregnant. It was not a desire of mine. But as soon as I had found out, my heart had shifted. And I was so excited. And I'd started planning, as girls do, the next season of our lives. And I had started praying. And I had already named him. And I knew he was going to be a boy. And as I'm sitting there in this hospital, and I, and I know, right, there's nothing I can do. I'm sitting in this hospital and I'm currently losing this kid. And I, I, I honestly don't know what to do. And then uh, after the whole ordeal, we go back home. I'm so thankful for hospitals and doctors. And uh, we go back to the hotel and Thursday's the next day. We've got a full day of schools. Friday, a full day of schools. And then we have a youth rally. And uh, Ben says to me, babe, um, I'll stay home with you tomorrow. And I I had not stopped crying. I had not stopped weeping and eating. (laughs) Because, you know, I have an excuse. Um, (laughs) Terrible. And uh, he said, I'm going to come with you to to do schools. And um, I just remember, um, maybe, uh, sorry, he said, I'm going to stay home with you. And if I had any... If I had any reason to have my husband stay home with me and cuddle me all day, that was a reason. And uh, he said that, and I remember being very quiet and stifled tears. And uh, I had, didn't say anything to him because I thought, yeah, you should stay home with me. Uh, <laughs> and I, I remember then um, not knowing how to look at God, not knowing how to talk to God, And I remember also sitting in in that hotel room, my family not there, my friends not there, my support network not there, felt a little bit prison-like. And um, I just remember the Holy Spirit direct me to His Word. 
And, you know, I felt really annoyed uh, because the Holy Spirit directed me to Job. (laughs) Of all books. (laughs) I'm like, this is not the time. Take me to Psalms. Take me to Psalms where I can just indulge in my emotions right now. Take me to Psalms where I can indulge in the complaining. I don't want to go to Job. (laughs) But He took me to Job. And, uh, and I started reading. Okay, look, talk amongst yourselves for 30 seconds while I blow my nose, okay? Thanks for pretending. In Job in verse, uh, sorry, Job in chapter 27, And verse one says this, but for as long as I draw breath, this is Job speaking, but for as long as I draw breath and for as long as God breathes life into me, I refuse to say one word that isn't true. I refuse to confess any charge, any lie that's false. There's no way I'll ever agree to any accusations and you must understand the accusations were coming in hard and fast. This is what happens when you serve God. This is what happens. This is what happens when you lay your life down. This is what you have to lose. But then he says, I'll not deny my integrity even if it costs me my life. I'm holding fast to my integrity and I'm not loosening my grip. And believe me, I'll never regret it. Chapter 23 and verse 10 says, He can cross-examine me all He wants. I'll pass the test with honours. I followed Him closely, my feet in His footprints, not once swerving from His way. I've obeyed every word He's spoken. And not just His advice, I have treasured it. And I'm aware, 100%, I'm aware that's not really encouraging but I knew what God was saying to me. He was saying, don't agree with the lie. Daughter, you praise. I knew what He was saying and I didn't want to. To be honest, I didn't feel that He deserved it. I I felt cut up. But I thought to myself, I do not walk by sight. And what I see, I walk by faith. And my faith comes by hearing and by hearing of the Word of God. And I share that with you this morning because this is the reason why my accent is on point. This is the reason why I speak the language of praise fluently It's because I can speak it in the prison. It's because I've had many prisons. This was just my latest one. (laughs) And you know, sometimes the sound of praise isn't loud and jumping up and down. And this is how we party in an awkward praise break with dance moves that are really out of beat. Sometimes praise is simply sitting and simply just confessing, not the reality, but what you know is true. 
singing, I know you love me. I know you found me. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.